Welcome to the After Later podcast. I'm your host, John Wessling. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. It is Saturday as I record this. I'm coming to you live from the After Later uh, pergola (laughs) adjacent to the After Later fire pit. It's a nice hot day here in Houston, Texas, and uh, I'm out here watching my kids run around and play in a, spr- a sprinkler. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's a good day in the Westling household. I wanna say uh, thanks to everyone last night who came out to the show uh, at Rudyard's. Uh, uh, Harris Liani, uh, Brian Gendron, Gendron, I'm bad at saying names out loud. <laughs> it's bad because I speak for a living. I think you'd probably, probably be better at this, but uh, uh, they put on one hell of a show and uh, me and my buddy Tommy Drake uh, had an absolute blast. It was so cool. It was like our first real show back uh, since the whole pandemic and uh, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. It was, I was uh, scared and nervous about that show more than any other I had been in a long time. It was so crazy how much rust kind of builds up, you know what I mean? And it was weird, I couldn't remember jokes. Luckily I was there with friends who were kind of helping, prompting and giving me suggestions and uh, we were all doing that for each other. And it was really, really cool. And thank you to the crowd, uh, everyone who came out, uh, namely Mr. Scott McGrath of McGrath Pest Control here in Houston of uh, radio commercial fame. It was nice to see him and his, and his new lady, Stacy. They, uh, they were really cool. Came and sat out in the front row, bought a table. It was nice. It was cool. Uh, and I've seen a lot of those stories of uh, friends, comics all over the country, uh, having their first shows back and how exciting it is and how different it feels and how good it feels. It's pretty badass. So if you're out there listening, no matter where you are, support some live comedy. Uh, go see your locals, get back to work, uh, either back at the comedy clubs. Definitely want you to support the comedy clubs. Uh, so many of them have been uh, taking an absolute beating and I'll be amazed to see how many actually survive. So go help them, go throw them some money, but also look for your your local bar gigs, your local open mics and things like that. Uh, Get out there and and have a laugh. Of course, be safe, you know, keep it, uh, keep it socially distant, wear your mask, wash your hands, things like that. But uh, if it's open yet where you are and you feel like poking your head out, uh, be safe and get out there and have fun. Hold on a second. Hey kiddos, hey move it back a little bit so it's not squirting so much in the yard. <laughs> this is cool. This is fun watching the kiddos play. So anyway, like I said, this is a special uh, weekend episode of, uh, of After Later. I recorded an, uh, an interview with a, uh, a dear old friend of mine from high school. He was my first radio partner and uh, a podcaster in his own right. Very, very good one. Uh, you can check out his podcast, The Coffee Buzz Podcast. It's available on uh, just about every platform. I was a guest on it uh, several months back. And it was great to catch up, and it was good to have him on today. So without further ado, let me introduce unto you, Mr. Brad Brumley. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going really well. Yeah, you sound really good. Good, yeah. I had my, I had my preferences all locked down like I'm some you know, Edward Snowden type guy or something. I had to go turn my mic options on. <laughs> had to peel the tape off of the camera. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I always laugh when people take those kind of precautions. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. You don't. 
like there's no way they're going to be able to unlock that. Like if you're one of the NSA guys and you're looking like if you're actually trying to go through someone's shit, they're like, oh, look here. Oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. We can't get into the system. He, he selected <laughs> private mode. And they all laugh. <laughs> he has his mic preferences on. We can't hear him right now. Oh, no. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, do you remember it was a couple of years back when there was like this uh, uh the, the terrorist shooting in, somewhere like in California where they stormed like a, the veterans hospital or some shit like that. Yes. I do and, remember that. And they shot a couple people and then they got shot by the cops. Right. Yep. And then there was a big court case about trying to get Apple to unlock their phone mm-hmm. and, and Apple was like, you know, not going to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking, I was like, don't they have their thumbs? <laughs> Well, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, do you need a do you need a Supreme Court case to to smash the corpse thumb on the phone to get it to unlock? I'm thinking that the ACLU might, you know, have a heart attack though if they did that. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, it's funny because I, I thought that. I want to say I, I tweeted something like that at the time, yeah. and then like the next day they went, "Never mind, we got it figured out." And I was like, "I bet they fucking saw my tweet and went, oh my god." Why didn't we think about it? We have their fucking thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. You should be at the NSA, man. <laughs> Maybe I already am, and I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, they well, always we're already. Want... Oh, yeah, oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, no, no, well, they, they always want a back door. You know, the authorities like they always want. Well, make we need a way that we can get in. But by creating that, it like opens the whole world up to hackers because they will figure it out eventually. I. I guess maybe, I don't know. I don't know what's the opposite of naive. I guess I'm just jaded. And I just believe that they already have it. You think they already have a backdoor? I mean, how do they not? You know what I mean? I I think, you know, like even like people spend all the money on internet security shit. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. But if if someone wants in bad enough, the right people who have the skills, it's just there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even get a smartphone without thinking well, this is clearly going to be hackable at some point by somebody. Right, yeah. But, I mean, it, at least it's sort of like having, you know, a deterrent. You know, if you don't lock your doors, you're probably going to get broken into more times than the guy down the street that has his wide open. You know what I mean? Like my MAGA right. neighbor who leaves his Wi-Fi wide open, um, you know, could easily be hacked. And it's crossed <laughs> my mind, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to be like, a, what's it called? A, uh, oh, what's that? What's that scale called? The one that's like chaotically evil, chaotically neutral. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, what's the, what's the one that is like, I guess, to be like chaotically friendly. Right. I mean? Yeah. Just sort of somewhere. Yeah. Like I would, I would hack them, but only to like change the names of their settings and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Ch- change the name of their Wi-Fi to like Hillary's emails and shit like that. <laughs> and then they, right, can't, yes. they can't figure out what, what the hell that happened. I'll tell you what, that goddamn yeah. George Soros did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cause permanent harm. Just, you know, give them some yeah. inconvenience for a few days. <laughs> right, yeah, just mild nuisance. I don't think that's a, a problem at all. Well, we're already right. we're already rolling, Brad. I figured this is kind of nice. how I this is how I do this on the on the after later show uh, today, since we're, we're recording, I'll, I'll go ahead and let people peek behind the curtain. We're recording Thursday night for the Friday episode. And I just got, we just finished up dinner, got everybody upstairs. So now I get to record chilling on my own couch in my living room. Right. 
So it's nice and relaxing, chilling out. And then not even five seconds before you joined the conversation, my fucking cat threw up all over the floor. Oh, no. Like, and I'm just sitting there looking at it, dude. I'm just like, you son of a bitch. I just worked my ass off to get cleared everything out where I can chill out. Might even have a beer. I don't know. But good (laughs) God, now there's just a pile of fucking cat barf on my floor. Good. Oh, that's that's not good. No, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I, I, <laughs> and you've, you've already sent the kids upstairs, so you can't summon them to, uh, you know, to help you out there. Oh, and they would. The best I could get. Really? The kid, they just leave no. you hanging? Oh, no. The, this kind of stuff just falls fir- firmly into the dad domain. Ah, I got you. You know that's what I mean? Johnny work. Yeah. The, the best I could get them to do is to throw a napkin on top of it or something. <laughs> you know? At times have changed since most. we were kids. Oh, God. Yeah, no kidding. Well, first off, my dad wouldn't uh, let me have a cat. If a cat threw up on the floor, that yeah. would be the end of the cat. No matter. There was no consideration of my, oh, but he loves the kitty. Your old man might throw it on the barbecue. Oh, for real. Oh, totally. Totally. He'd feed it to someone else's dog and make me watch. <laughs> Fucker. But, yeah, kids nowadays, they're just. Yeah, listen to me. I said kids nowadays. And we're, that, we're those people. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what happened to me. Yeah. This is what happened to me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me introduce um, uh, to the podcast a uh, quite a skilled podcaster in his own right, uh, all the way from Austin, Texas, my good buddy Brad Brumley. Welcome to the show, Brad. Hey, thanks for having me, John. I've been Dude. wanting to do this since you started. Man, my pleasure. I've been you know, looking for the sweet spot to have you on, man. You know, yeah. we're old friends. We go back. We went to high school together in Victoria. We worked in our first radio jobs together. And, uh, dude, I was laughing the other day thinking about, because uh, everyone's, and, and rightfully so, uh, feels bad for the seniors of 2020. Oh, the, yes. The, the graduating yeah. high school class and how they missed the whole half of their last semester at school. Yeah. No prom. They canceled prom. Right, they cancel graduation. <laughs> they have to do graduation by drive-by, right? So pretty much they can just have to. Everyone's getting in the back of their truck and going, and going by the school. A teacher's wave goodbye at them, you know. Yeah, and right. everyone's like brokenhearted, like, oh, they didn't get that graduation experience. <laughs> and I just laughed thinking, I was like, I want to, and everyone's like trying to tell their story about their graduation to try to make the seniors now feel better. And I was like, you want to make them feel better. Tell the seniors of 2020 just how little high school graduation really meant to you years afterwards. Yeah, like, there you go. Give them some perspective. Yeah, give them some perspective. Like, I know you're brokenhearted now, but trust me, in not even yeah, a th- year, you're not going to give a shit about this. This, too, shall pass. Yeah, man. Plus, I think about, too, I mean, I remember I had last-second drama on finishing up a like I, I needed to get a, a, a 85 on a final to graduate right oh yeah and 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 my my weakness was always math so it was a fucking algebra two and i just okay. I, was, I was bad at it so i was i had last second drama to graduate or not oh right man. these yeah. can you imagine how many thousands fucking idiot seniors <laughs> that basically just got greenlit all the way through that last semester just to get it over with just let them that's go. true yeah yeah, so there's yeah. plenty of fucking Spicolis out there who would have had to do a whole other year or a whole lot of summer school, and they just wrote it off and just said, just, yeah. just leave. 
Now, the people that are really hurting are like your valedictorians and, you know, all the people like that that wanted to have their their moment in the sun, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, in sun is the right <laughs> way to put it because that's something else people always forget about high school graduation. It's usually about <laughs> 95 fucking degrees and you're out getting in your and you're wrapped in a drape, a fucking yes. vinyl drape that you're never going to wear again. You never wore before sweating your balls off. Yeah, so, but you're right. It is those type A overachievers that wanted to give their speech that yeah. didn't get a chance to do it. They're the ones that are, you know, making the sad crying videos and doing their speech on Zoom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't us. No, I, I really didn't want to go, to be quite honest, like uh, to my own graduation. But, you know, my parents were pretty adamant that that, that was going to happen. <laughs> I so. had, my my family didn't even go. Really? And, and I didn't even care. It was just a, it was just a, it was a party. It was just, fuck it, let's get drunk. I believe it was you, me, and Todd Thetford, drunk as shit <laughs> on Mickey's malt liquor. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we used to, man, I wonder how many of those bottles we drank on that oh, old dirt God. road behind my house that, that we would just always go down. And then we would just, I had this stupid curfew because my parents were like hyper religious at the time. And um, so we would just park it in my driveway and yep. just <laughs> proceed to drink until three in the morning <laughs> dude for uh, remember do you remember i well, I had two different vehicles um uh around that time do you remember the my little shitty blue truck it was See, that i think the only one i remember was the screaming semen yeah the screaming semen is the one i got because the truck finally burned out and died like, okay that well the little blue truck i had probably right up until graduation. Then I got the screaming semen, the 1989 Mercury Tracer hatchback. <laughs> oh man. I wonder where that car is now. Oh, oh, it's, it's somewhere at the bottom of a landfill. I would, <laughs> I would say it got parted out, but no one wanted any parts of that vehicle. <laughs> that would be a great, uh, you know, contender for that pimp my ride show. You know, that <laughs> dude, if you can just get it running, I'll consider that pimped out. <laughs> It's got it's got original tires, original oil. This thing is mint. Yes, <laughs> all original. Oh yeah, but I remember that I, the first one I had was that little Mazda B two thousand, and it was okay. like a nineteen eighty four. It was old. Yeah, but it was so it was so small and light. Like I remember, we could just sort of grab it by the the, the bumper and move it over like a foot or two. <laughs> It was ridiculously loud, but I remember sitting in the back of that, and then mostly the screaming semen, drinking and getting fucked up, listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about us during that time the other day when they were talking about seniors because something came up about Senior Skip Out Day, and there's only been one time that I ever skipped out of school, and it was with you guys, you and Todd. And there was I don't know if you remember this, but there was a point where I don't know one of those alcohol cops tabc or whatever they spotted us and yeah. i don't know if they pulled us over or what but they basically said look we want to see what's in your 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 cooler here and you all dramatically went over there to it and you said all right are you ready for this and you open it up <laughs> and we had already finished it all off like, no beer. <laughs> yeah i remember that it was like ready for the big reveal no beer <laughs> oh my god that was uh <laughs> That was perfectly timed. I'm talking shit. I remember that. And I remember remember thinking how bold it was that I did that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally drunk driving. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't all go to jail that day. Oh, man. There was probably about a dozen times where you, me, and Todd should have been in jail. But, it's true. You know, not to bring it down, but white privilege. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's really what it was, dude. You know, that's what it is. Oh, man. But I remember hanging out at, at Todd's house. That was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Our buddy well, his Todd. dad reminded me a lot of you, or I'm sorry, not you, but your dad, you know, that I think they were kindred spirits. Oh, I'm sure they worked together because they both, you know, remember, who, dude, who was the guy that we went over, over with Todd's and his dad was nice and, and uh, scotched up and he's like, who's your daddy? I know your daddy. <laughs> I know your daddy. He ain't worth the shit. <laughs> yes. He'd just go around the room talking oh, shit man. about everybody's dad whom he'd never met. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I used to, uh, you know, you don't know what it's like, boy, when you're out there and it's driving rain and you gotta, you're got you dragging a frack tank behind you. Those things are <laughs> bucking in a riding. Dude, that was oh, cool. Man. Dude, did I hear correctly that Todd Thetford is now a lawyer? He is. This oh, is that's awesome. To Todd Thetford, uh, you know, you need to get a hold of us. You know, we need, to, we, need to, we need to all reconnect again, but he is a corporate lawyer. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's all successful and professional, oh and God. yeah, that's that's impressive. I mean, you know, he was always oh, what's the nice way to put? He's got like that Captain America kind of vibe to him. Anyway. Well, I think at the time he was definitely the most uh, responsible out of the three of us. Yeah, I would rank it Todd, then you, and then like a a a, a, a feral dog, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you beat the feral dog and probably me. I don't know, time. man. I don't know. Uh, dude, I don't I don't know if you want me to tell this story, but I remember remember when you uh, the you had to hurry up and go break up with a girl because the other one wanted to go out with you. And I was like, why didn't you just go oh my God. why didn't you just go fuck that one real quick? And you were like, No, John, that would be wrong. Now if you excuse me, I have to do the right thing and go in this house and break this girl's heart so I can go fuck that other girl. <laughs> You know, when you put it like that, <laughs> no, no, it, it, it made it, it made sense. It was very honorable and noble of you to go let her down straight up before you just oh, fucked man. around on her. That was great. <laughs> well, you know, otherwise we're just monkeys. You know, I know you, two at each other. I remember, if I remember correctly, you had like said in earnest. A man has to have a code, John. <laughs> I said that? <laughs> something like that. It was something like Wow. You're very serious. Like, uh, um, there's nothing between us and the savages if I don't do it like this, okay? <laughs> man. <laughs> I was so full of shit. <laughs> nah. Hey, I, I admired it. I admired it. I thought it was like, you know what? Say what you. That girl may be bawling her eyes out in there, but at least she respects him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she has a, a different version of the story. She probably not. does, but you know, <laughs> hey, you know, life like that. You know, it's just perspective True. and things. I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> I'm, that's funny. I'm sure she's fine. And then we cut to her. She's like, you know, fresh out of prison. Her life went to shit from there. <laughs> Way to go, Brad! You did that to her. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I tell you, it is it is great to get to catch up with you, and thank you very much for. Having me on your podcast a, a couple months back, that was a, an amazing experience. I think, man, you do a, a great job with the Coffee Buzz podcast, dude. I oh, really, it's, it's a Thank great you. listen. I, I mean, you know, I, I once again, I find myself learning from you, just like when we were pushing buttons at uh, KPLV and KVIC. 
you know, you're the you're the responsible one again. And and I, I tell you, I, I love listening to your work. And um, you know, tell me a little bit more about it. Man, it's really kind of just um, one of the things that I've been wanting to do for years. You know, and coming from our you know radio background back in the the high school days and even beyond that, because we worked there for gosh, what was it, six years or so, seven? Was it that many? Maybe not that long, but maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe Either it just way, felt that long. <laughs> it did. It, it was a very significant chapter in my life. And ever since then, I just have had this yearning, you know, to get back into it somehow. And I was a late bloomer to the podcast, but um, it really just feels this need of mine, you know, to, to express just whatever, you know, it's kind of, yeah. I follow whatever shining ball happens to catch my eye that week. And well, I there's really, really no theme. I really like how you dig deep into something, man. Like you have a, um, Oh, what's the way to put it? I, you always had a, a very long sense of, uh, attention, right? Like, you know what I mean? Other people have like the fleeting, I, I'm a little bit like that too. Sometimes I, I, I get on something and then I, you know, shiny object, whatever. But, like, you really kind of drill into it. You do your homework on these things, man. You put a lot of thought into it. I, I really um, – your newest one is all about, about flow, right? The, right, The yeah. flow. And I think that's a, a fascinating subject and, and kind of a neat way to talk about how, like, high-achieving, successful people and, like, I, I guess kind of – I don't know if athletes would be the right way to put it, but just people that, that do things that the ordinary person might seem – impossible how they just sort of get into the zone they feel the flow and they just sort of so do it like that that's it's, it's a fascinating topic yeah i just kind of um i get on these just personal development rabbit holes you know i mean it's it's part stuff like that you know where i'm talking about being in a, a mental space where you're in the present moment and you're all about you know uh, achieving things and then you know there's other times where i go a little bit more dark and i touch on the conspiracy side of, of, uh, of things. Oh, I love that. I'm kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, my goal ultimately is to be like Tony Robbins meets Art Bell. Oh, that's a and, good, uh, that's cool. That's a good mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the idea that I have in mind as I approach it. <laughs> I like it. I like the idea of like an overly positive conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a... like you know what? It's like, not just, blaming everything on the illuminati but like telling people how to get in it you know what i mean <laughs> like, well my theory is this is that there's a lot of of attention and time and money spent to distracting us to dumbing us down by the ruling class and it's that way because they know something we don't and that is how powerful we all really are you know when we when we set, we can, you know, change reality as we know it. Um, we just have to wake up. We have to get, we have to take the blue pill yeah. or the red pill, whichever one it is. Which are, uh-oh. Oh, now you got us on a watch list. Oh, you red, <laughs> you fucking red pilled us. No, you're absolutely uh, right. I think, uh, you know, it's the, it's the herd mentality, right? It's the, if we all just sort of get in our shiny little boxes and, work our nine to fives and, and, mm-hmm. and or be good little consumers and don't cause any problems. Then the powers that be will see fit to let us have our 2.4 kids and let us have a nice car on a lease. You know what I'm saying? That uh, we'll, we'll, right. we'll let you go on a carnival cruise every couple of years, take your pictures in front of the statue of Liberty. Ooh, you know, it's a, 
it's it's sort of a it's an easy existence if you just shut your mouth and close your eyes and and get on with it. You right. you, you risk a lot by by trying to go outside of the the norm, right? You Absolutely. go outside of the margins, things get a little funky, and in that way, I think the the matrix idea is is uh, is apt, right? It's kind of that's the idea. Like if you, like you watch the matrix, if you just would have shut the fuck up and gone back to work and. And like like Joey Pantoliano in it, Joey Pants. He's like, I just want to. I know the steak isn't real, but I like the way it tastes anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just wants, it, you know, like he said, ignorance is bliss, right? But you know, once you sell your soul, like you know, what what's left? You know what I mean? Like you're not ultimately going to be happy. That's why you know they give us depressing news, and then it's sponsored by you know chemicals to make us feel better and not <laughs> depressed anymore. I mean, it's, <laughs> I guarantee you the anti-depression and anxiety medication is selling like through the roof right now. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, gangbusters. That blows my mind. You know, funny you say that because, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now, right? We're, we're in the grips of a global pandemic that's of biblical proportions. There is mm-hmm. only a handful of things that have ever permeated the entire global population like this, right? Right. This is everywhere. This is a huge fucking deal. Now we've got massive and long overdue civil unrest in the U S about race relations. Right. But still the fucking stock market is booming. I'm like, yeah, it's bizarre. Is that happening? How, how are cities burning? No one's working. Everyone's fighting. And the fucking Dow goes up 500 points. I was like, how's that that fucking add up? Right. Yeah, I don't even pretend to know enough about economics to to answer that question. But I I agree. It's it's just ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense at all. I always felt like, obviously, you know me, I'm not one of the premier economic theorists of the of the world here, you know, but I always kind of looked at it. It seemed like the the stock market or the economy was sort of tied directly into how life is going for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. It it was almost, it's essentially the Dow is a social thermometer. You know what I mean? When things are, when things (laughs) are, when things are shitty, it tells you how shitty they are. Right. It's the same. And now it seems like it's, it's unmoored from, from reality. It's like, it's it's like if yeah, it used to yeah if you go outside and it's hot and it's raining yet the thermometer says it's mm-hmm. seventy two, you're not gonna that doesn't sound right that can't be that's not working and the other way around if it's fucking right. snowing and it's and the thermometer says ninety five degrees well that's not right that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> right but you're right it used to be sort of a you know barometer on the pulse of the you know, confidence mm-hmm. of the, of the people, but it's, it's definitely not like that now. Yeah. Which makes me think, you know, I'm a conspiracy guy as well. I feel like we're all getting fucked. Uh, I feel like they've basically have circumvented all the normal rules that make things act appropriately. And so now they've just figured out, they figured out how to rob the bank without setting off the alarm that no matter mm, what we're, no matter good. what we're doing, they're like, oh, it's fine. We still got the fucking, we, we still got the hose on over here. <laughs> yeah. Get out there, you yeah. fucking idiot consumers. Give us that money. Well, yeah, because they'll just print more. Yeah. You know, we, we do the opposite of what China does. What little bit I know of this, we manipulate our currency, but we overinflate it, is my understanding. Yeah. 
And so when they can't pay for something, because we either have to tax or print money, they just print more money. <laughs> that fucking ridiculous. And then inject it back into the economy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we're, it's like a big Enron. Yeah, dude, it really is. It really is. I, and I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like, I feel about that stuff the same way I feel about uh, the coronavirus thing when it hit. Where, How so? well, in a way that like it's so large and overwhelming that there's nothing I can do about it, so I don't even stress mm. about it. You know what I mean? Because it's I like see. it was yeah. such a quick piece of calculus, right? Whenever this all happened, like middle mm. of March, I was just about to go on a two week run on a ship. I had a whole bunch of other bookings all lined up. I was about to have a very busy spring into summer. And boom, one phone call, don't get on the plane tomorrow. And then the next day, the email's coming in of everything being canceled. And then I turn on the news, and it's all about the spread of the pandemic and how it's shelter in place. You know, the, the, you know yeah. we, we all went through it, right? And it was so... Yeah. It did seem to happen just overnight. I mean, dude, it was just a big bam. It's too much for us to deal with anymore. Blam, it's done. And I probably had a day of quiet reflection where I just sort of swallowed it all. I just swallowed it. I was like, mm. okay, here's the deal. I can't bitch and moan and be angry about it. That's not going to change anything. All that's going to do is drive my blood pressure through the roof and fucking fill me full of anxiety and stress and freak me the fuck out. So I just accept yeah. it and laugh it off. I'm laughing about it like uh, Robert De Niro in um, uh, uh, Cape Fear. <laughs> where I'm just sitting in the theater with the cigar, just ha 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 ha, because I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, there's nothing else you can fucking do. So I just accept it and move yeah. on with my life. I, I I'm not want to. I'm not interested in any way digging into. Well, they knew this, or they should have done that, because it doesn't fucking matter. It didn't happen, and I yeah. can't control it anyway. So I feel the same way about right. the big economy issues. I'm like, fuck. I'm at the wrong end of the whip as far as that is concerned. Sure. Yeah. You, you have to, you know, parse out what you want to get upset over and that's not it. I, I get that. Right. I like to get pissed off about things that I can affect. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like okay, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about uh, one of my buddies, uh, Barry, right? My buddy Barry was, Oh yeah. Uh, uh, he was, is that the same one on that's always posting the YouTube videos with you guys? Oh yeah, yeah, or... yeah. Barry Laminac, right? Okay. Yeah. I was going to speak about him in the abstract, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, he's a comic buddy of mine and, uh, he kind of picked up where I left off doing sports talk radio. Right. So, uh, you know, I had a nice little run, uh, got fired. It happens. Moved on with my life. He kind of came up right about that time and he had a hell of a run and had a great midday show and he was top of the ratings and he was a fan favorite and he's one of my dear friends. I love the guy. And I'm like, so I'm like rooting for him. I'm like, he's fucking killing it. And then he got completely yeah. fucked, right? He got fucked in this uh, whole deal where they essentially had to lay him off because of, you know, the, the coronavirus shutting everything down. Hmm. But then not even a week later, they fucking replaced his show with this other asshole who just, like, decided he was going to work for free. What? Right? This oh fucking scab. So, see, that pisses me off that they fucked him over and brought in this other douchebag who basically right. undercut and scumbagged him to get the job. Right? Well, and that's... And yeah. that's so, because that's something that's local. That's something that's yeah. in my world. I can... I get 
as pissed off about that as I should be about the fucking global conspiracies to fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I can get mad about that and the people who I'm mad at are going to fucking hear it and they're going to deal with me being mad about it, right? And I'm standing right, up for yeah. something close to me. So it's funny. It's like the... Um, uh, I'm com- I, I am uh, uh, tranquil for global issues, but I am straight up burn a motherfucker down Antifa style locally. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't, it might not be healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to drill that down to more of a microcosm, like, you know, just in my own life, I don't get upset about huge things, but like little things like where, where's the lid to this top? You know what I mean? Like oh, those kind of things send me into orbit, but you know, like, something big it's it's easy to just forget yeah, about it you know but what I, mean? I think that i think that's probably <laughs> even though it doesn't always feel healthy i think ultimately it is because yeah really. i mean i think it is because if maybe not the blowing up at little things that seems like a that that kind of leads to a road rage kind of life i think right sure yeah. because then you're just sort of you're taking the, the you know the the corporate dick in life and having and having oh, to take yeah. it, but then lashing out at the small things. So that's probably not so healthy. But as far as the if you just accept the things you can't change, like I look at shit like big things like the coronavirus, the economy. Uh, it's like weather. I didn't con- mm. I didn't start it. I can't control it. I can't affect it. I just got to fucking live with it. Right. Yeah. But motherfucker, I think cuts you me hit- off in traffic. I will. <laughs> Okay, that's where I need. To, I need to find a healthy way to blow off steam. Yeah, I kind of miss the guy cutting me off in traffic. I'm not gonna lie. You know? <laughs> oh, I know. I feel bad for all the guys who, and women too. Be honest with you, that that got their anger and aggression out in road rage. That are that, that thanks <laughs> yeah. to the shelter in place and stay at home have been taking it out on their families. That's that's oh, that's not God. good. That's that's a bad thing. No, you need to have absolutely. It seems like. Especially here in Texas, people are just forgetting all about shelter in place at this point. Dude, I, 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 like- I, I let's talk about that. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, a pause for the cause, check the traps, walk the perimeter, reload your bulls. Uh, let let let's stop for a second. That's where we need to get into, Brad. That's where I think we're gonna. That's where our, our angers will align. <laughs> so, so we'll be yes. right back with more Brad Brumley in just a second. Hey, welcome back to the After Later Podcast. I'm your host, John Wesley. Joining me is one of my dearest friends in the world, the long-lost Brad Brummer. Good that, to be here. It, Good to be play. here. I hope you uh, – I know that break was really long. I hope you didn't forget what we were talking about. Uh, Let's see, what that, was I? See, you're oh, yeah. in Austin. I'm in Houston. Yeah. Okay? Let me just set this for the people who may not uh, – live locally or know what we're talking about here um we're both separately in the tiny blue dots surrounded by the red ocean of texas right <laughs> great great way yeah, of putting it's it. like well they used to oh it was it rick perry called houston the the blueberry and the tomato soup <laughs> i heard you say that yeah. today i was like oh man and that's yeah. it, that's accurate and, and austin's the same way it is but like so anyway, we live on the on the edge of the north side. So it's 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 suburbs, which means I'm yeah. surrounded by uh white flight basically. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Sounds like we're in similar situations. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I love them dearly. Our, our neighbors across the street, great people. But I can look out my window right now, and I can see an 80-inch TV with Fox News on it 24 hours a day. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, that's just... <laughs> I'm not going to make any value judgments on it, but I think let's just let that stand on its own merits. So people yeah. around here have just don't give a fuck about coronavirus. They're blowing it off like it's yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing. It's, you believe mm-hmm. that shit, you know, and I do believe it because it is fucking real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. So I don't, <laughs> it's science. I don't trust these fucking people, man. I mean, because it's like even just going to HEB and shit like that. You know, I wear a mask. I wash the shit out of my hands. You know, everything. I, you know, I observe social fucking distancing plus a couple extra feet just because. And, and they yeah. just walk right up on you like it's a political statement. Like I've actually heard people going, oh, you think this is real? And I'm like, dude. What the fuck yeah, is wrong with you? There's, it's really, it re- peels back another layer of veneer on our, you know, society here. And you just look at people a little differently, like, oh, you're one of those. I, I can't believe I didn't know this before. But uh, I think you said it perfectly the other day when you said, uh, you know, just because we got bored with it doesn't mean. Yeah, it that's away. exactly what happened. That's exactly what I'd say. Like the first two weeks, everyone was kind of, well, let's just be careful. Yeah. And then they got bored. Then they yeah. got fucking bored. Then they, they were mildly inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. Then they needed a haircut. Then they needed their nails done. And they're like, mm, no, yeah. I'm going to go out and do it anyway. You know? And, yeah. and how many times have we already seen the news story? It, I, I, I can think of at least half a dozen times already where it's somebody who makes a big deal about this is all fake. This is bullshit. I ain't going to wear no mask. And then four yeah. weeks later, there's a fucking GoFundMe to fucking bury them. It's happened. There, there was a preacher, I think in Florida, of course, Florida man, but that insisted on, you know, people coming to church and that, you know, the God was going to take care of them. You yeah. know what I mean? And this dude is dead. <laughs> he died. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I'm not making. Well, that you don't up, have though. to remember his oh, name because there's about a dozen of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Pick one. You know, I mean, dude, that's it blows my mind. And it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I've said too much of this already, but it's like, it's such a fucking Darwinism in, in, yeah. in, in real time is what we're seeing, you know? And I hate, I, I guess there's one thing I, I, I can't fucking stand is um, a willful ignorance how people mm. will just sort of yeah. flat out decide that something's fake just because it goes against like what they want to believe. You know what I mean? What's crazy is that, I mean, we're all capable of it, you know, but some of us are just a little bit more self-aware. Like I'm starting to listen to my own bullshit now. Like that doesn't make logical sense. Sometimes you, you go through that sort of, you know, critical thinking where you challenge your beliefs, but yeah, it's just strange how, you know, they can continue to follow such a horrible leader. Yeah, know? man. Ugh. I, I don't. I don't know how political you get on your show. I don't want to go to places you know that that are uncomfortable. For no, you. no, no. Hey, trust me. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, afraid to go anywhere as long as the, uh, the the content is worth it. You know, it's. I mean, I, yeah. I I still have plenty of friends and 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 hopefully 
some comedy fans who know how I feel politically about things and disagree, but still, you know, can still agree on, on the common ground or still be entertained. Sure. By I mean, I don't, uh, we're, I feel like we're all over the map here a little bit, but I don't, I guess, you know, we grew up, man, when we were younger and just kind of like, I think of the friends that I have, I don't, I'm not in lockstep agreement with everybody on everything that they think. Oh, you know? sure. I, I don't really think any two people truly agree on everything. There's but no doesn't way, it seem like you know? that's what the world we're kind of in now? Like they're, everyone has to, you, you d- demand that everyone has the same opinions and thoughts on everything. And if they, and if they don't, yeah, it, they're canceled. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wonder, do you think this cancel culture, the, the overly critical sort of judgment that you're talking about there, do you think it'll ever go away? I think it'll hit a critical mass. I was thinking about this a lot, especially like in, you know, my business in, in the comedy world, you see it all the time, you know, where everything's great. And then someone goes a little bit over the line and then they just get blasted for it. And I think what's going to wind up happening is, I don't know, a bit of a regression to sort of more a realistic kind of culture where people say things or people sometimes think things and and say them out loud and then you can get corrected on something and either change your mind or or not and you just sort of move on to something else. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about things that are in the realm of of like regular society. I'm not talking about someone who is like, Oh hell yeah. Rape is fun and good. Okay. Now you went too far. Hmm. Okay, that's something, you know yeah. what I mean? Hey, I think we need to kill everyone who's Brown. Okay. Now you, that, that's something that that's a crime. You shouldn't say that, you know, yeah. but I'm talking about right. just like regular sort of domestic shit that people now just sort of yeah. get completely ruined over. And mm. I, I yeah. think sometimes you're just going to have to go. All right. Well, we'll just agree to disagree. Well, I think we'll we'll wind up getting back to an agree or disagree kind of life because, I don't know, the, the polarization is too much. Yeah, I think we have to in order to really get anything done as a society, you know. We have to, like, be able to communicate with each other even if we don't agree on things because the reality of the situation is even somebody, even the annoying MAGA neighbor across the street, he and I as diametrically opposed as we are we still have more in common than we do that's not in common right you know we're both human beings on this weird planet <laughs> covered with water circling a big ball of right. fire you know what i mean i think people forget about just how truly bizarre this experience is yeah dude and i think about it's bigger than all the politics and racism and shit like that i think that there's a there's a, a an old fashioned thought that that might be good to go back to. Not everything new is better, right? But the old fashioned kind mm. of culture that they used to have in bars in Boston, and that is you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if you just eh, right, just, if you just like fuck it, you go think how you think, you go vote how you vote. You pray to whoever you fucking pray to. But when we're at the bar, don't bring that shit up. That's what we're all getting away from, you know? Because yeah. right. I think that's a little bit better. It's a little bit better of a way to live. Because then you're going to, like, I, okay, here's, here's something I, I have to deal with. Uh, because I was on sports talk radio 
for a good three, four years. I got a whole lot of like friends and fans or whatever you'd call them that are sports fans, right? So like a lot of people, like a lot of Houston sports fans from being on air here. And I mm-hmm, right. knew them as sports fans. They talked about sports and that was pretty much it. Sports and then just sort of dirty yeah. jokes. That was kind of the realm that we dealt in. And then over the years, as things have gotten more politically heated, I mm-hmm. see some of them have just gone way fucking right wing. Like, just nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't want to know that you <laughs> thought that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's funny. Yeah. yeah. I think Facebook does that to people. When I first got on, I had no idea of the political affiliations of my friends, really, because we never talked about that. We just, like you said, in the bar, you know, you just get together, you have fun, you talk about, you know, whatever happens to be funny at the time, not necessarily politics. But then I got on Facebook and I realized, oh, man, I'm nothing like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, Here's the, to tie this back into what we were talking about earlier. Uh, You're saying about uh, our us as masses are being manipulated to the elite ruling classes benefit. I feel like this is a big part of it, dude. It's a huge, it's a huge part of it. Like they keep pushing us into the red team or blue team and to, for their benefit. I mean, I mean, I think that it is unbelievably suspicious that almost every uh, presidential election comes down to 51 to 49. That I is, mean, yeah, what an amazing point. coincidence that they happen to get it down to just decimal points between half and half. Yeah, when's the last time we had a blowout? How do you do what? Would that be Reagan's first? And even that blowout, yep. it was 55 45. Is that him and Mario? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the fucking the Washington uh, generals of fucking politics. They basically just ran a yeah. ran a dead body against them. And even that was 55 45. That's a blowout. Right. Yeah. So it's like I feel like at some point we're all going to kind of go, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I as a human being, I don't need to get a platform sheet that tells me everything that I have to think about every single possible uh, uh, issue. You know what I mean? Because, right, I mean, yeah. I would say if you if I had to take one of those tests to see what, what political, you know, like a Facebook thing, what political party are you? I mean, I would probably be 65% a Democrat because those are the, the, mm-hmm, the things right. that are their core I agree with. But then there's other things where I'm way the fuck off. You know what I mean? Sometimes hmm. I'm, I'm closer yeah. to the middle. Sometimes I'm way the fuck over here. But. So if I was around all the true blue Democrats and I start expressing my weird thoughts on some of the other shit, they're going to be like, whoa, ease up there. <laughs> and all of a sudden now I'm a fringe guy to them. And I'm like, no, this is just hanging out normal people. So how about that? Let's just not talk about the crazy fringe shit and stick to the, if yeah. we stick to the big topics and don't talk about the hot, the flashpoints, you know, th- then I mm-hmm. think we'll be a little bit more civilized. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think we're going to get to a point in society where they'll just be, There'll be one. There'll be one step too far over the line as far as demanding political purity from people. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We have to ease up a little bit. I you think know? you know what. I, I, and I'm sorry. I feel like I'm having you on as a guest, and I'm talking so goddamn much here, but <laughs> none at all. But not like, at all. Um, I think one of the things that's going to set it off is uh, how everyone 
like everyone now has their own trusted news source that they go to. Right. Yeah. So no matter what happens, no matter, I mean, we could, we, something, a massive event could happen in front of our very eyes that we all see, but yet mm-hmm. almost to a man, the 50, 50, they're going to go off to their own talking, uh, you know, circle, their own little echo box to right. explain to me how I can win an argument. You know what I mean? Explain to yeah. me how I need to see this. And, and I think that that's, mm-hmm. a, that's so, it's, it's too overt. It's too on the nose. And I think that at some point there's going to be a, a awakening of everyone going, wait a minute, Th- we're being fed bullshit because that's the most, that's, that's yeah. the fucking trough that they're feeding us bullshit from. Yeah, you get caught up in the information bubble where your own confirmational bias is like this negative feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And I include myself in that. There's been things that I have seen and really gotten outraged about and then later found out, oh, that was Photoshop, that picture, you know, um, it wasn't yeah. real. And because anymore, you really have to do research. You can't just judge, accept things on their surface. Yeah. You can't blindly accept And I think it. people, people uh, react poorly to that once, once the, 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 the curtains kind of pulled back a little bit, right? Like, like I always right. thought, and you see this a lot, uh, the American people hate being marketed to. All right? Like, think about, mm-hmm. think about now that everyone's got DVR and you can record shows and you fast forward through the commercials because you're like, fuck it. We just, right. we're, 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 we're programmed in a deep, deep level to avoid being marketed to. We just don't like it. You know, we yeah. don't like salesmen. We don't like, it just, it's, it, 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 it turns us off. So they have to find new ways mm-hmm. to get that shit in. Right. And I yeah. feel like the, the assorted news outlets, no matter which one you like, no matter which one sings the songs you like, mm-hmm. at some point you're like, they're trying to they're trying to herd me into an idea. They're trying to herd, no, herd me into a decision here. So now I don't trust them. Now I don't I think they're all full of shit now. And so it's like fuck, man. I just you can't even trust like plain fucking data sheets anymore. Well, no, because it's all able to be a spin put on it. And there's only like eight or nine corporations that own like 90% of the news mm-hmm. outlets. I mean, you've ever noticed that they will all start talking about the same story. And I'm not talking like a big story, but just something that seems innocuous, you know, but you, you've seen the clips where they'll put them all together on YouTube. <laughs> and it's, it's like a, you know, one big, huge conglomerate just designed to keep us all arguing with each other. So we can organize. So we can't, you know, realize that we're being screwed every day. Yeah. Oh, we are all way more similar than we are different. Like you were talking about your neighbor. Yeah. We have way more in common with each other than our differences. But, you know, bringing us all together isn't profitable for those who need us to be apart. Right. Yeah. You can't impose martial law on people that are uh, enlightened and peaceful and getting along with each other. You have to make them scared and paranoid and hateful yeah. and then you can do whatever you oh, want yeah. you can impose a vaccine yeah you well know? you make everybody <laughs> distrustful of each other yes you know you think everyone's uh, uh, and it's so weird how how gradual 
it is all changed, you know, and, and you know, I hate to stay local again, but talking about Texas, I had this kind of talk with my dad because my dad is just, my dad used to be like one of the most fiercely independent, didn't side with anybody on anything. Just a fucking died in the wool mm. Texas contrarian, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and now he's he's fucking he's Mr. MAGA hat. He's got a Trump twenty twenty flag. I mean he's just he's all about it. And I'm like, damn, how yeah. I'm like I'm blown away. Like, how'd they get to you? How'd they get into your head to, to make you a cheerleader for that side? Never mind just someone who quietly agrees with it and goes along with it, but you're fucking rah 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 about it. And it's like Right. I feel like Texas is is now become a, a fucking parody of itself. To now it's like we are we're the we're just we're right there with the Florida man jokes, dude. I mean, we are just, yeah. we're the we're dude, we're getting clowned everywhere because these guys are just so fucking over the top with the dumbassery like the fucking San Antonio yeah. uh GOP head who's like, "Oh, it's all it's fucking MK mm-hmm. Ultra." I'm like, "Really, bitch?" You went with MK Ultra. It's a psy op, really. I mean, it's like. Now, what was he? Was this Dan Patrick? No, or... it's just the head of the the uh, the GOP in Bear County, and okay. I mean, just some some yeah. random, like not even a, not even like a civil servant, just a person who fucking sends out the newsletter for the local city council, <laughs> whatever. But all of a sudden, she gets on the steps and she's like, yeah. oh, "This is all bullshit." I'm like, "No, oh, it's so ridiculous." It's like I remember growing up where conservatives were conservationists. You know what I mean? Like it was, they were the ones who were more about protecting and saving nature. You know what I mean? The whole, like, like a ducks unlimited McCain. Yeah. John McCain was very involved in the EPA at one point. There was a, and I don't know how, and I should know more about my history, but I don't know how that switched. Dude, there was but, a, there was a big money moment where all of a sudden they, they got all about deregulation and, and it's all about money. It always comes down to money. Always you is, can't, right? We're if so you can't simple. figure something out, look for the money. The money is the answer. Yeah. But like, oh, uh, uh, another thing that got me, and I had this conversation with my dad and I feel like I made a pretty good point with him is like, so now the NRA is a, is a joke of an organization that's just about, you know, buy all the fucking guns you can get your hands on. When I was a kid, right. the NRA was a, like, that's, they, that's like when you got your 22 when you were a kid, so you, you know, took shooting lessons and it was all about being a responsible gun owner, treat every gun like it's loaded. It was, you know what I mean? It was like sure. a real serious thing. I mean, sure, it's a, it was a... Yeah, it was there to promote gun responsibility, thank, ironically. It was more about the responsibility than it was about the right to have it. And I was talking to my dad about yeah. it, because he was, all of a sudden, he was just spouting off Second Amendment fucking talking points. And I said, Dad, let's go back in time. Imagine I'm a 19-year-old. And he just immediately goes, oh, yeah, you were an idiot. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Imagine me, 19-year-old idiot. Right. And I've got, as is my right, I went and bought a whole bunch of shotguns, deer rifles, handguns, and I'm acting like an idiot with it. And I'm putting it in my fucking belt and I want to go walk around the store with it. I was like, you would have kicked my ass and taken every gun away from me. And he goes, you're goddamn right. I would have. And I was like, really? You would have violated my second amendment rights as an adult male. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Good and one. Was like, well, I get what you're saying. I'm like, well, then that's the fucking point. It was like, how come, how come the yeah. responsible gun owners now aren't the ones that are saying we need to keep our guns away from the fucking morons? You know, why is the yeah. right for everyone to have it so much more important than the responsibility of owning it? You know what I mean? Because, like you said, well, it's and how long, and how long, you know? and how gradually did it take for them to move people like my dad off yeah. of that? Mm-hmm. Fucking be careful with your gun. To fuck it, AR-15s shrink wrapped with no fear stickers on them. Fuck it, you know. Well, I mean, no disrespect to your dad, but I mean, you, if you can imagine, like, if you are a conservative, a normal conservative, and here comes this guy, this rogue rebel celebrity TV show star, and it's suddenly identity politics. It's not about really issues. It's more about just, you know, attitudes towards other people. It would be kind of appealing. I mean, as much as I hate Trump, there's times where I'm like, if you're a, you know, a Republican, like this would, this would probably be very entertaining. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm an entertainer. I get, I get the idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I yeah. also think back at, let me just think when I'm a, when I was a kid, let's go back to 1988. Maybe that's a mm, bad choice. Yeah. Cause now we're at the end of actor Ronald Reagan's second term. I guess we always forget. <laughs> Look at you. I guess we history. always forget that Ronald Reagan was the first fucking Trump. <laughs> oh, I mean, he really was. He, he really was. I mean, <laughs> You know, like how? How do you mean? It sounds like you know more about his presidency well, than I you do. Know, I mean, and I'm not bad mouthing the guy. I'm just saying as a fact. I mean, he was yeah. an entertainer. He wasn't Ronald. He was mm. an entertainer who I see what who, you mean. Uh, used that whole tough guy image to to become governor of California, and then he was just he was just he was you. giving the people what they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear tough guy shit. Right. Yeah. So he was he 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 basically played played the part of a politician like an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was very little yeah. difference in his presidency as there was to Martin Sheen on West Wing playing the part of a president. It was it was the exact right. same job, different political party, but the exact same fucking job, right? But anyway, let's go back yeah. to just the culture of of the, the the old school Texas Republicans, the 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 the, the the rural hard ass cowboy type Texans. If all right. of a sudden some crazy fucking billionaire from New York was telling them they would have rejected it instantly as some crazy fucking Yankee coming down here telling us this bullshit. And they just would have rejected it outright. <laughs> but Yeah, if you would send him down and go, oh, in uh in like ten years, you're gonna be all yeah, over this guy and describe everything. I mean, at some point, <laughs> I feel like no they're way. hypnotized. I feel like it's a bad comedy hypnosis show. And yeah. I'm like, oh, any second now, someone's going to snap their finger and they're going to snap and go, oh, holy shit. Wait, we, we, we like the game yeah. show host from New York. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can think of I, the fact that he doesn't even have a dog would have turned off people 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Just yeah, that. that's a good point. So I'm like, that's I, true. I don't fucking get it. But you know, <laughs> it just took it took media manipulation and giving them the red mm-hmm. meat and the shit that they like, and hot blonde women with with tiny skirts telling them that the brown people are bad on a special channel over and over and over again for enough years. Yeah. 
and a, and a fake tough guy act that they all kind of bought into it. It's fucking. It, it blows my mind. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what else happened in that time frame. Social yeah. media. Yeah. It'll either. I don't know. Sometimes I think it might save us, and then other times I'm like, no, it's. Uh... It'll be our I, I I have a hard time. I mean, a great deal of what I do for a living, comedy, podcast, and broadcasting kind of shit, it depends on social media, right? And I've seen I've seen it grow Absolutely. into that. Yeah. And I will say this, dude, mm-hmm. if I didn't have to do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit for my job, I would have ditched it years ago. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. It's just it, to me, it's a it's a pain in the ass, and yes, it's just like it's just like it's a well, it's a microcosm of the internet in general. I mean, the internet in general is mm. a monumental achievement. It has given the average man the information of the ages at their fingertips, but yet it has also yeah. given us so much pornography <laughs> that. <laughs> we could we could all be educated scholars. We could all be self-taught doctors and shit by now. But no, that's true. Instead, I've seen yeah. every possible thing go in every possible hole from every possible angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, we funny. opened up Pandora's box to straight yeah. idiocracy. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you're oh, a absolutely. Adams fan, yeah. the author. So. He, as you, I'm sure know about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he had the mm-hmm. Babel fish that would allow <laughs> two people, no matter what the language, to be able to speak and communicate clearly. And uh, I'm sure everybody knows the story, but it caused more wars than <laughs> anything else in history. I think the internet is the Babel <laughs> fish. That's right. <laughs> That, yeah, you know, that's my we theory. thought for years that misunderstandings and miscommunication was causing problems. It turns out it's the other way around. <laughs> no, it was saving. Them. It was saving relationships. <laughs> oh shit, that's crazy. You know, it's so funny, Brad. We, we, I feel like we, we, I wish we lived closer so we could actually hang out more. You know, uh, I yeah, feel like man, me too. It would, it would. This is how we used to talk when we were, you know, idiot teenagers and in our early twenties. We used to talk and hang out and shit, shit like this. And it's so nice. It feels like we just kind of pick right back up to the old tempo, you know? Yeah, I've always heard that's uh, the, the test of true friendship, you know? It's like you can just pick right up, you know, where you left off, no matter how long ago it was. And it's it's always felt that way. That's a good know, idea. You know, that's you, if, for anyone listening, if you think if you have someone who you think is your friend, the only way to truly know is to avoid them for 20 years. <laughs> there you go. That's then you see. Yeah, and then really years later, just call them up out of the blue, and uh, and if you have a good conversation, well, then you were friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the episode we did together has really rekindled a lot of those relationships for me from back then. You know, uh, I knew I still kept in contact with Gerald, but it was like all the old radio guys. You know, suddenly like. And this is weird, but starting appearing in my suggested friends feed, right? It is. I mean, I was grateful in a way. You know, I was kind of creeped out, but <laughs> I, I'm now talking to Tim Shelton and uh, you know Greg Wright and you know Mark. Oh Walker, shit! Sorry, Adam West, oh, that all is those cool. cool dudes. That, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. That's uh, so to, to fish tail back around again. Uh, that's the NSA giving you a nice little present. 
That's like uh, they're like, hey, thanks for that's all that true, data yeah. we mined from you. And we, you know, thanks for letting us uh, uh, watch you jerk off at your laptop. Uh, so how about this? <laughs> we'll put you back in touch with some old friends. There you go. Yeah, remember, yeah. This, remember this Thank guy? you, Matrix. There you go. <laughs> Here, why don't you have a nice fat digital steak? <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I, I, you know what? I, uh, I'm, I'm running on here. I'm talking too goddamn much. Uh, real quick, real quick, Brett. Uh, why don't oh, you no. uh, uh, give us the, the how do we find your podcast? You got anything you want to promote? Uh, throw it out there, would you? You know, you can find me at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. That's the easiest way. All the episodes are there, and uh, about to oh, congrats! But, uh, I can't believe it's gone by so fast. Yeah. Not to be too self-congratulatory, but um, that's the part of this I struggle with. You know, I don't mind creating the art, but like yourself, I, I hate do too. I can't stand it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the lead singer, Guided by Voices. You know, he said one time that if your band is good enough, you know, the the label will find you. That's not but true that's at all. That's not true in our world. You know, for pop- <laughs> you got to scream and yell, and you got to yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, there's no such thing as like so, the. Uh, uh, quiet confidence anymore those people they're happy to ignore you, yeah, you they will yeah. let you toil in obscurity <laughs> yeah you yes. gotta put shit out there but the coffee yes, buzz uh, podcast.com uh i recommend it very highly uh there's not a spot there's not a single one i don't think you can just grab and listen that wouldn't be a good hour of your life yeah well, thank dude. you man i appreciate that we should this we is, need uh, to hang out honor. in the real as soon as we're allowed to go outside uh, without getting sick, I think we should uh, we should hang out. You know. Oh man, I I, I, I know they would. I know. Dude, now we're totally now we've become old men. We've gone from yes. the <laughs> idiot teenagers chugging uh, fucking uh, Mickey's malt liquor to now we're like I want to sit on yeah. a chair and watch our children play together. <laughs> I didn't think we'd live this. At least long. not all of us. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad we I, was, did. I was really I'm hoping we made it. todd would reconnect at my funeral that would have been nice <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you the big final question here i was due on after later uh as you know after okay. later was uh created in the foundry of the plague uh i started this podcast because of the coronavirus and i had no more excuses not to do it and all my gigs were canceled so i like to Imagine that it got even worse. Let's say that we enter into a Great Depression. Uh, you had to completely change careers. What other skills do you have that you could do if, if what you're doing for a living now was uh, impossible? Well, that's a good question. I've heard you ask people this before. Well, it's easy with comics. I interview um, so many of my fellow comics that I just yeah. say, if there's no such thing as comedy, what would you do? But you've got a job job. You work for a living. Uh-huh. But if, if if it went, I mean, because you, you're like what IT tech shit. I hate to yeah, say it, I you know, to say, I, no offense. It would be so. Shit. No, it, that's what it is. You know, to the someone that doesn't do uh, what I do in in the exact office, even it would sound so <laughs> mind-numbingly boring. But somehow, I that's I find good. Joy that's in good. It. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, usually a yeah. result of uh, direct but, uh, deposit. <laughs> yeah exactly it's amazing how yeah, that gets my tied joy together, is tied right? in with prompt paint <laughs> yes. but like if cubic if cubicle life was over yeah. it was no longer a cubicle mm-hmm. office kind of vibe anymore and you had to get out and do something else what would you do 
You know, I, uh, I would, I would try to, and I know this might sound crazy during this time, you know, but, uh, I would open up a, a vegan food truck because that is, that's one of my passions is, uh, cooking. And, and now I'm a tree hugging vegan. And, uh, I, I think everybody needs to try it and to take care of themselves because some of our biggest killers out there are due to, wow, that's a good, that's a great idea. And, meat. and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not even like, I know exactly what you're saying because, you know, in our house, like, well, me and Sarah, we, we did, we were vegetarian for a couple of years and, and now we try to limit it a little bit, you know, and like at least one night a week, yeah. we have a just a complete, complete veggie dinner, right? No meat dinners. So, we, you know, we're, we're mindful of it. And oh, I think cool. It's, yeah. But it's the commercially, uh, yeah. uh, mass produced meat that's even worse, you know, you live on a farm and you raised a goat oh, and you eat yeah. that goat. That's one thing. But when it's just fucking mass tonnage of pork, mm-hmm. that's a whole different animal, man. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, not to get down, you know, too long here, but I mean, that's what's got us in this mess to begin with, you know, is is this wet markets that's going on. And our, our factory farms oh, are I know. different. Yeah, that's everyone wants to get high and mighty from. about the Chinese having their wet markets you know, and, and eating, eating bats and other weird animals. I'm like, you know, from 50,000 feet, there's no fucking difference between that and the shit that we eat. Absolutely yeah, not. Exactly. If anything, we do it on a bigger scale. It really is. And it's, it's grotesque. Yeah. Hey, and I tried for the longest time, like yourself, like to eat sort of what I considered to be ethically hunted or killed meat, but it's impossible to find yeah. if you're really being honest. No, yeah, you yourself, have to you, you know? have to have a lot of plausible deniability of. Well, so, I thought it. They, they said on the label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I respect hunters more right. because they're kind of connected to the process. You know, they're not. Well, dude, they're not bullshitting. I like themselves. that. But yeah, that that would. A be vegan my, food my truck. Dream job is to have a. Yeah, I think I'd make Dude. vegan tacos. I, I can't do. You know, I have a Dude, lot of that's dishes what, that I like. One of my backup plans, whenever I hit the one of these days when I hit the fuck it button, I want to go. I want to get a food truck and make tacos. Really? We can align here, man. Oh, you know man, what I mean? I think we got something going on here. All right. If I, I tell you, <laughs> you know, I travel a lot for comedy. Absolutely. And now a lot of my gigs that I'm doing are like one nighters or I'm driving around. I see fucking Roach Coach old food trucks for sale all over the place. One of these days, I'm going to see one. I'm going to pull that oh, trigger yeah. and we're going to fucking do it, man. It'll be like a fun summer project. See if we can get that motherfucker up and running and we're yeah. going to sell vegan tacos. That shit sounds delicious. There you go. That's we'll right. Oh my god, this sounds like so much fun. I'm gonna go today. tell Sarah. I'm gonna tell, <laughs> tell Sarah. Me and me and Brad Brumley gonna open up a fucking taco truck, vegan taco truck. That shit sounds great. Oh, yeah, I'm sure our wives know, will they'll... totally support. If this they idea. tolerate it, I'll take it. <laughs> At this point, I don't. I don't need full support. Yeah. Just don't divorce me and let me do this for a couple of months and see how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll even I'll even negotiate. I'll like, hey, you want to withhold affection for a while? I understand. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, like I've, I've had to make that deal before. Now, okay, right? let's take it to the next level. As you know, you've listened to the podcast. Let's say that this goes from mm-hmm. Great Depression to a full and complete dystopian collapse of society. 
We're talking uh, Walking Dead, Mad Max. Okay. Uh, all hell has broken loose. What would you do to survive? Yeah. I would become a cult leader. I would start my own utopian society where we follow the teachings of Bill Hicks and That's Alan brilliant. Watts and George Carlin. <laughs> uh you know that's just i one the probably the best compliment i've had about my podcast uh is from another one uh and they kind of came up around the same time as me and they said that uh that i could based on my episodes oh, that's... That they could see me starting a cult you should that's high praise <laughs> I, I took as a compliment i was like this is that's cool. awesome <laughs> Not David Koresh, you know, it's total yeah. peace loving, you it's know. More like a, it's like a it's like it's like a Buddhist enclave more than a <laughs> cult. Yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The cult thing, it looks like it'd be fun, except that they, they always seem to have a weird thing with young girls. You see that too much in cults. That's true. you know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I could come up with a different name. Well, still, I mean, you're not really society. the cult yeah, leader unless you have sexual the... domain over everyone, right? I mean, yeah, it that might the, not be in the, the manual, but it really looks like that's what they go for. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe pedophiles are just drawn to power. Yeah, no shit. Like, well, in a dystopian you know, society, leaders. we don't have to card them anymore. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's like, oh. Yeah. That's true. Well, we'd also have vigilante justice if it's true dystopia. And, uh, you know, you'd be able to swiftly that is true. deal with problems like about that. that. Oh, and too, I think about if better. you go real deep into the dystopia and people lose track of the calendar, it's hard to figure out how old someone is. Mm. <laughs> You're like, how old are you? I am <laughs> That's 115. True. I'm like, okay. I'm not sure how old that is in old-fashioned <laughs> Earth years, but uh, we'll we'll go with. It. How many snows have you seen? Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen I picture... fifteen snows. Okay, <laughs> I need you to see at least three more snows. <laughs> I really like the people on that. Uh, uh, Midsummer, that yeah, that was a great one. Summer or Midsummer, yeah. That's oh, I can see what that. Yeah. yeah, that that's a that's a yeah. So you're. Oh, that, that'd be a good cult for you. Yeah, you know, and uh, at some point, and I don't know how I felt about this, because I kind of have an opposite view of aging now. I want to live as long as I can now. But um, they just sort of, in the film, uh, what, what was it? Like, once you turn Yeah, I can't remember what the, yeah, I, I can't remember what the magic, I, it was a <laughs> weirder like number, like 76. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a round number, if I remember correctly. It had a strangeness mm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Then he just fucking, that was so sh- shocking as fuck when that happened in that movie. I mean, dude, I tell <laughs> you, I was not watched a lot of movies one, with but... amazing special effects. And just the fucking sound of that grandpa hitting that rock was, oh my fucking God, dude. <laughs> so the sound nerd in me kind of wonders, like, what did they do? What did they have to record to make that? <laughs> yeah, sound? right. Was it a watermelon? Was oh, it, you know? Dude, I gotta tell you a funny. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, my buddy Tommy Drake, uh, we 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 came up with an idea to have. Oh yeah, uh, we were gonna have a reverse Foley studio, where like, okay, reverse in that huh. in this scene like reverse... we need the sound of coconuts smacking together, so we brought in this horse. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> and what was I the see. other one? Was, oh, oh yeah, awesome. in this scene, uh, uh, they break celery in half. So we're gonna break this guy's leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, oh, we laughed about reverse hilarious. for a day. <laughs> Just coming up with different sounds and shit and doing oh, it man. backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so that the, is the final great. question is, is so cult leader, uh, now what if, you know, uh-huh. you, you, you're, you're separated from your group, you're by yourself, and you, you stumble upon the, yeah. the, the guarded gates of a local warlord. What do you think you could do to to? Mm. How would you fit into their society? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what job could you do, or or would you even, or would you just Man. say fuck it? Right. Because I mean, the, the entry level positions mm. are not great. Uh, maybe it's slave, prostitute. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You... <laughs> well, hopefully they don't have any musicians, and maybe I can strum a few chords for them. You know, uh, write a song or two. I could. Be you know what? Bard, I, that's you know, the first time before. anyone said bar. Just to... And I've had plenty of, I've had plenty of comics <laughs> say that they would be a court jester. And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, you know what? When it, ah. like, push comes to shove, that's not a full time job anymore. You're you're gonna have to be a gardener who's. That's funny. true. Yeah. And, and 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 at some point, everybody's ah, yeah. also a go. prostitute. That's like that's also a job, right? but you're the first one to say bard (laughs) and i tell you what i actually think that at that point they'll be so starving for entertainment that if anyone has a guitar laying around and you can actually fucking play it and string it and tune it and you know songs that's extremely valuable more than someone telling jokes yeah because we won't have uh and, not, and it's not even that I that I'm good. We just won't have any other options, you know. They won't be streaming MP3s. Uh, you know, there's it's, it's total dystopia. No electricity, even. So, you know, amateur yeah, singer for real. That's like might be making a comeback. <laughs> that's, that's the new Nashville. <laughs> Dude, I, I can see you sitting around a dystopia. fire, kind of crackling, and you're like, it was a dark night. When they came and took my wife and children, I had to watch them get eaten in front of me. So anyway, so anyway, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks again to my guest today, uh, Brad Brumley. Uh, seniors 1993 Victoria High. What's up? (laughs) Alumni of 95 KVIC, 93 KPLV, and of course, 106.9 The Rock in Victoria. (laughs) That was great. That was fun catch up. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, uh, just an update from that episode, uh, that cat barf on the ground was disgusting. I cat barfed on the ground right as I was starting the podcast. I just had to sit there and do the whole damn interview with a big old pile of cat barf. That's disgusting. Did not like that. 10 out of 10, would not recommend. <laughs> so anyway, I'm still out here in the After Later Pergola, next to the After Later Fire Pit, watching the After Later children run through the After Later Sprinkler. Hey kiddos, y'all having fun? Yeah. Does it feel, does it feel good? Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 
So it's a nice little Saturday here. Hope you're having a great summer. Uh, I got a great week of uh, podcasts lined up with some great interviews. Uh, but like I said, there's always room for more. If you're an interesting, unique person with a uh, cool perspective of story in life, I'd love to hear it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at John Wesling, J-O-H-N, W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G, or the show's Twitter, after later, A-F-T-E-R-L, number eight, letter E-R. The show's Facebook page is After Later Podcast, and my comedy page is John Wesling Official. Uh, thanks to Scott Henry and Tommy Drake, my first two sponsors uh, here on the After Later Podcast. If you'd like to be a sponsor, I sure could use the dough. Would go a long way. <laughs> uh, you can go to After Later. Uh, I'm sorry. You can go to Anchor.fm/AfterLater, and there's a support tab. And uh, of course, you'll get my undying love and affection uh, for years and eons to come for your support. But you know what? Uh, spend some time with your loved ones. Spend some time with yourself. Everything going on uh, in the world today. Don't lose track of uh, what's important. Uh, you know, I mean, your mental health your happiness. Uh, So spend some time on that and don't feel bad about it, okay? Practice some self-care while you're out there fighting against the injustices. You know what I mean? When you're fighting for uh, the future, don't forget about the present. I think that's a a very important thing to remember. But also, man, you know, I I admire and I applaud (coughs) all of those who are out there uh, making their voices heard. I support you and I'm behind you 100%. All right? Black Lives Matter, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> so anyway, have a great weekend. I got some cool stuff coming up next week, and I can't wait to share it with you. So until next time, thank you very much for listening to After Later. I'm your host, John Wessling. Bye. Hey, everybody say bye. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> it's funny.